For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we are pleased today to be joined by Joey Christopoulos of Believe in Bears and Believe in Betting Chicago. Joey, how are we doing today, man? I'm feeling good, feeling nervous, Bears-Titans, once in a blue moon, ready to get it on. There will definitely be a lot of action taking place on the field this Sunday at Nissan Stadium, but at this time I want to ask, do you believe? And right now, believe. oh, go, go, go ahead, <laughs> I Joey. Say believe, in, uh, believe in our chances of victory, believe in Matt Nagy, believe in our quarterback, uh, believe in another 20 years of, of pain, or uh, can I just pick them all? Yeah, I'll let you have all the above, buddy. But hey, Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. And right now, the Titans are a five and a half point favorite on Bet Online, so you can go get in there. But from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Joey, as we jump into this, I think the one thing that people that might not necessarily follow the Bears a lot realize is right now they, they do have some issues at quarterback. You look at Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, that was the battle coming into this year. And right now... Mitchell Trubisky, like what, what's his current status after suffering that injury on Sunday? Uh, the injury is a bit recent. Uh, that's coming in down the pipe in the last 24 hours. To be honest with you, uh, it's another situation where the Bears offense can't have nice things. They run him out for one play with an RPO. Kind of a sort of a dig at Sean Payton and Matt Nagy sort of saying, hey, I can play this game too as well. Here's my taste and, of it. Yeah, here's my taste of it uh, as well. Uh, my taste of taste him, if you will. And yeah, it looks like he came down with a shoulder injury. He did have a labrum issue last year, which cost him a bunch of games, which had Chase Daniel head onto the field. So I'm not sure what his status is for this week, but obviously just another sad story and a long, 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 long list of sad stories with Bears quarterback play. Well, Nick Foles has been the starter the last couple of weeks. And I mean, the Bears are five and three. And I mean, right now they're they're in a prime spot to get a playoff position, especially with the NFL adding that extra seed to both the AFC and the NFC sides of, of the playoff format this year. So as we're looking at this Chicago team, I mean, 5-3, and three, hey, that, that seems pretty good. But, I mean, I, I get the sense that that is not the feeling of fans for the Bears. Is that This is just not that good of a team. What, what can you tell us about that? In my opinion, there's still a path to 10 wins, but we have some serious problems going on right now on our football team, most specifically the offensive side of the ball, as you can imagine. I think this is a really tough matchup for the Bears this week. We're down three offensive starters on the offensive line. And let's be real, our offensive line wasn't that great to begin with. So we're going to have a situation where we're really you know, putting this together with duct tape. I mean, we had Jason Spriggs come in 
as one of those guys, and now he's on the COVID reserve list. So he might be down to another guy right now. I do believe in Bears power, the former offensive tackle, Cameron Lee. And I'm telling the dude, start chugging protein shakes, man. Start doing some spicy chicken. I don't know. Let's get on a regiment, man. I'll coach you. Let's do it. Let's get you back in the game. And here's where we are right now. And the Bears are five and three. You're absolutely correct. This matchup is really tough because I just think you guys are a talented team that has discipline and also talented playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. But with Nick Foles right now, the long short of it is we began the season with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. At the beginning of the year, we were playing an over-under game of how many quarters he was going to make it throughout the year, let alone how many games was he going to make it. Turned out he made it two and a half games when they pulled the plug. At the time, we thought, hey, Nick Foles, this is a guy who can do things that Mitch Trubisky cannot. He can look off his first read. He can find the ball 10 yards down the field on the second level of a scheme or a route concept and actually deliver the ball. He can make decisions at the line of scrimmage and see something from a defense that Mitch Trubisky cannot. The only problem that's going on right now is, one, Nick Foles isn't as accurate as everyone made him out to be at this current time. He just hasn't been that accurate. I believe he's already got seven interceptions right now, I believe, in five games. And then the other issue right now is, and this is what really worries me and why people are asking, should Trubisky be back in as starter? I personally think that the organization's personnel, the way that we've constructed the roster on offense, was actually geared more towards Mitchell Trubisky than it is Nick Foles. The guys in the offensive line, are not maulers. They're not the guys that are going to stand up and make that wall to give Nick Foles a statue that time to throw back there. They're kind of more an athletic bunch, a dude that likes the guys like to pull a little bit, get on the outside, play with that rollout situation he has. So we're kind of asking ourselves, is Nick Foles a circle and a square peg? Can we turn this thing around? How are we going to score points? How are we even going to get to 20 points? And guys, just so you know, fun step, the Bears all season long in the third quarter have scored seven points total, period, end of sentence. It's almost Thanksgiving. Wow. And it's just, we're shaking our heads over here for sure. It's interesting. I did not know that. That's a very good stat. Uh, Joey, I'm going to ask this question because I think a lot of people in this area that cover the, uh, or keep up with the Titans in the state of Tennessee want to know is, what are the odds of seeing Tyler Bray out there on uh, on Sunday? anything's possible my friend you just have to dream as a bears fan you know we got uh, chase the sapphire daniel out there for a couple games last year and look what you're saying i'm laughing at it but it's completely realistic i mean nick Foles stands in the pocket he hangs on to the football maybe that extra 0.5 0.7 seconds to try and deliver the ball downfield he is just one hit away from getting knocked out of the game we'll see what's going on with trubisky in the labrum situation but, yeah, they could be calling Tyler Bray's name before you know it. And then, man, I don't know what to tell you. Get ready for RPOs, the wishbone. What do we got? What are we going to do? The wildcat? Just let him throw it all, all around the field, man. He, we went to college at the same time. That dude can light up a field. I, I know it's the NFL. It's a completely different game. But, but no, I, just, I, just, I had to get that question in there. But, Denard, we're talking about the Bears. Obviously, they do have some issues at the quarterback position. When we look at the Titans, their defense has been incredibly – frustrating to watch over the last couple of weeks and over the course of this week John Robinson's already made some moves straight up for Desmond King one of the better slot corners in the league right now you cut Vic Beasley you cut Jonathan Joseph who got absolutely roasted left and right every which way from Sunday on Sunday and so John Robinson is sending this Titans team a message saying like what we've been doing has not been good enough when you look at this matchup for Chicago and their quarterback situation versus the Titans' defense. What are, what are you expecting? What do you see when you look at that matchup? Well, first of all, like Tennessee, uh, 
their defense going against Chicago's offense because Chicago's offense, listen, and, and, I, and I say this, everything starts, the anchor of your team is your offense and your defense a lot. Okay, this is a Chicago is this team has been decimated either by injuries or what's going on with the COVID situation. When you have an offensive line like this, that's, you know, basically like Joy said, they, they're going to have to probably go in the streets and get some guys uh, to come in there and play. That's just the way it is right now. I promise you um, at their facility, and I've been up there before because I, I went to Chicago as a free agent back in 2000 and they probably have about 30 or 40 guys right now that they're working out and they're probably trying to at least get at least five, five guys to get some bodies because yeah, get some bodies. That's the way it is. You know, and, and the reason that I say this is I went through something similar to that in 1997. We were our secondary, basically we were, it, I mean, we were just, everybody was injured. So typically when you walked out on the practice field, they had about 20 guys working out. I mean, just bringing guys in off the streets or, you know, former college guys just to get some bodies in because we didn't have anybody. There was only about three or four of us. And that's what's going on in Chicago right now. You really don't have no offensive line. So you got to get somebody in there quickly. So when I look at our defensive line, when I look at Jeffrey Simmons and I look at Jadavion and I'm looking at, you know, Harold Landry, I'm saying to myself, we have got to win. Sunday. And I think is I think right now, if you're a coach, you're calling out, especially Mike Vrabel, I mean, not calling out your guys uh, in a media type of sense, but there's a sense of urgency right now in that building over in Nashville that this defensive line has got to step up now. And if there's any game that we feel like probably as an organization that we should dominate, we should dominate the Chicago Bears line because they don't have anybody. Everybody's hurt. And so there's nothing more demoralizing to a unit or to a coach, to an organization, when you know that you got your starters going against guys that are either backups or guys that are, they're bringing in, you know, out, you know, off the streets. And that's, that's a matchup right now that Mike Babel is probably saying right now, listen, we got to win this. And if we win this, this is probably what's going to give us a chance to win Sunday is how our defensive line goes against their offensive line. Denard, I completely hear you, and I agree. Like The Titans, based off just a pure talent standpoint, they have to win that matchup. And Joey, I don't know if you know this, but last week the Cincinnati Bengals were down four starters on the offensive line, and the Titans managed to record zero sacks. So if you, if you guys want to feel good, that's a, that's a nugget you can share with your audience. It didn't the glimmer of hope. Well for us last yeah, week. Yeah. It's a glimmer of hope. I'll take it. So hey, I, will, I will say this: if it happens twice, all them guys gonna be fired. <laughs> yeah, and you got to do something at that point. That ain't but, man, but I, like, yeah, like, like, I'm not saying it's time to panic if you're a Titans fan, but like, this is a very big game to see how this team responds after such a embarrassing loss. And you've just had to go through so much transition, one by your own your own accord. But been talking about the Titans defense, the the Bears offense. Going to kind of switch those playing fields around, and let's take a look at Joe. I mean, whenever most people think of the Titans, they're thinking of Derrick Henry and what he is able to do in the run game. And the Titans, obviously, their offense does start with Derrick Henry, and just trying to make sure that he continues to be the reason that they have success. Whenever you're looking at this Bears defense. 
what is something that stands out to you about that unit, and how do you think they're going to fare against Derrick Henry? It's going to be the matchup of the game, in my opinion. You know, Denard brought up a great point. Our defensive line, I think, is playing fantastic football this year. Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. Akeem Hicks is Akeem Hicks. Robert Quinn not showing up on the box score, but when you start really kind of diving in, the dude is being, he's making impactful plays that are helping other guys on that line, you know, come in and make a play too as well. Keep an eye on Roquan Smith, linebacker as well. He's just flying all over the field. You know, he's averaging 9, 10, 11 tackles a game. My biggest question, though, is a couple fronts. One, the Bears are the best in the NFL right now at holding opponents on third down, getting off the field and getting the ball back into a struggling, a struggling inept Bears offense. And I also noticed Ryan Tannehill is only completing 56% of his passes on third down. I know not you're not necessarily going to get in the 70s when you're on third down, but I am sort of looking at that area right there. Could we perhaps maybe exploit that matchup? The other thing that I'm looking at is tackling for us has been an issue on the second level, and I know if I know anything about Derrick Henry is the dude gets to the second level. So can we, you know, can we be disciplined in our run fits? Can we get a hat on this guy? Because I think you got to gang tackle that dude. I don't think this is a mano a mano situation. I think you got to have multiple bears on that dude to try and bring him down. And then, as we mentioned on my Believe in Betting Chicago pod, you know, A.J. Brown has that speed that I think can really give the Bears secondary some problems. I really like our cornerbacks a whole lot. They're physical, they're instinctual, but they can be beaten a little bit by speed. And also, Danny Trevathan, I love the dude as a player. He's kind of been up and down this season, getting a little bit up there in age. He's been able to be exploited a little bit in that passing game. So I'm looking at Jonu Smith right now. I know he's got a bunch of touchdowns for you guys this year. That's another matchup, too, as well, that can kind of be an advantage for you guys. And look, we're at this point now with this Bears defense where they literally got to be in the huddle saying, like, hey, we can't let the Titans score. Like, that mentality, I know you can't play perfection like that, but that's some sort of goal that they have to put out for themselves right now because this Bears offense, you just don't know what you're going to get, when you're going to get it. So I do like the matchup that we can perhaps hold them down just a touch, but I do see some trouble areas because you guys have some really talented players on offense. I wish I could just really encapsulate like how difficult it has been to watch this team the last couple of weeks because you just never know. Like it, They just seem like they're either going to be firing on all cylinders for a drive or it's typically like a three and out or we're getting a turnover pretty quickly on. And, and so I just... I really am interested to see kind of how this matchup goes. I do predict it, that it will be a lower scoring game, and I, I think the weather's supposed to be nice, so you shouldn't see anything. I mean, um, I know up in the, the Midwest area over the past weekend, the winds were pretty crazy, and that was really impacting the game, especially whenever you're looking at special teams. And whenever, Joey, whenever you look at teams that want to talk about special teams, I don't think the Titans... Are, or there's another team in the NFL that will talk more special teams than the Titans just based off how things are going recently with them. And right now, a name that a lot of people are going to recognize from the Bears' current roster is Cairo Santos, the kicker, who he's having a pretty good year. Yeah, he's got the driver out. He's hitting absolute lasers right now. And it's just been a really, it's been a breath of fresh air. It's just been this thing that's been dogging us ever since the Cody Parkey situation. And even before that, during the John Fox era, we had Cairo Santos on our team four or five years ago, and it didn't work out, and we cut him, and now he's back. So I'm really glad that that's worked out too as well. Just a question for you guys real quick. This has been a weird Bears thing. How's your punter doing? Because for some reason, the last three games, 
the opponent's punter, whether it's Johnny Hecker on the Rams, I mean, we've just been getting pinned with awful field position. We're just not that talented enough to overcome it. So, so help me out here. How are you guys doing in Joey, that area? That's a great question. And the reason I brought up special teams is because right now the Titans, you could argue their best player in Brett Kern is hurt. And he got hurt because of a bad snap to where he then had to throw a pass, got hit on the play. So he's going to be missing some time. So the Titans have actually been working out punters the last couple of days, trying to get somebody in there that is going to be able to come in. I don't know who it's going to be, but Brett Kern has been probably one of the most reliable players that the Titans have had in recent memory. And whenever you talk about just being able to pin teams deep, that's what he was able to do almost every single time. And if you lose that advantage in the field position, that could really change how this game is being played. And and right now, uh, the Titans in the punt return game, they've really struggled in making sure to not let some teams make some bigger turns. And I would argue that the Chicago Bears have one of the best returners in the game in Cordero Patterson. Uh, we love him. We don't really like him so much in the backfield. I mean, we like it in spots, but we've had this weird situation where Nagy will be will be rolling on offense. We'll get a third and one, and Cordero Patterson all of a sudden will be in the backfield. And guess what? If Cordero Patterson's in the backfield, he's getting the football. I got a secret for you. <laughs> the secret's out, so you guys can take that to the rest of the Titans faithful. And, yeah, Cordero Patterson on the punt return and on the kick return um, has just been a fantastic asset for us so far this year. Denard, we're getting to that point of the show where we talk about our X Factor. And, Joey, I'll, I'll throw the same question to you here in a second. But, Denard, for your game for the game this week, who is your X Factor in this matchup? Oh, that's easy. I'm, I'm actually going with two guys. Okay, my X Factor. It's not fair, but okay. okay. Well, you know what? Is this going to be fair? Because I'm going to call both of them out. And listen, Jadavion Clowney. What did you sign on one year? Was it fifteen million? What was uh, it? Is that what the deal? Something like that. 13. It was up there. Yeah. Something with the same thing. Thirteen, twelve. I, I, you know, signing what? bonuses, whatever. It's, it's yeah. Jadavion Clowney. This is a game where he has to show up big. We we haven't seen that dominant presence that we've, you know, that we've been able to capture over the last I don't know six or seven years out of Jadavion. We haven't seen that. It, it, it looks like his last year of South Carolina. You know, it really does. You know, it was like, okay, when is he going to make a play? And this is one of the most explosive, dynamic players in this game. And we just haven't seen that production yet. So I think this could be a game where this might be Jadavion Clowney's coming out game. And uh, hope, hopefully this gets him going. But, you know, we, we just need more production out of him. And I think if, when, when Jadavion Brings his A game. I think he's one of the best outside linebackers in the game. So he is my X factor. And along with him, I'm going Harold Landry because we've seen kind of in spots where Harold basically is dominating. Um, we, we, we see him over and over just making plays. And we've, you know, these last few games, I mean, other than last week, I mean, he's been playing lights out. So those two guys are my X factors in this game is our two outside linebackers. Well, with the cut of, Vic Beasley, they are going to have to show out because there's not much depth at that position. And if they're not exactly. performing, there's not really anyone else you can go to. So we'll see what happens there. But, uh, Joey, I throw the question to you. Who is your X factor in this game? The window's open. I can pick two now, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, no, like, I, I would love to talk about someone on the defense, uh, you know, for Denard. But, you know, our defense is good, man. They're competitive. They make plays. They're going to hit people. I'm not too worried about that. And this is going to sound a little chalk, but, you know, I got to go with Nick Foles and the Anthony Miller combination. This seems kind of obvious, but Anthony Miller had eight catches for 73 yards last year. He's been so inconsistent. He's our number two receiver. You guys have been struggling in your secondary this year. 
You're bringing in Desmond King. You're going to be looking over at Allen Robinson the whole time, trying to figure out a way to shut him down. And meanwhile, just looking at the stats, you've allowed 10 different wide receivers to get 60-plus receiving yards against you. You know, And I'm just looking at that and being like, that's where secondary receivers need to step up. For us as Bears fans, when Anthony Miller plays well, we typically tend to score points, and we typically tend to win football games. I'm looking at him right now. He had a strong game last week. They featured him early. They continued to feed him the ball throughout the game. And with Nick Foles, excuses are over, man. You're a veteran quarterback. I know you got a Super Bowl ring on your finger, but you know the decision-making needs to be crisper. The passes need to look more like the veteran passes that we thought we were going to be getting and not the Mitch Trubisky passes of, ooh, just missed the guy by five yards. Ooh, underthrew it here. This guy needs to play a clean game. No turnovers. We talk a lot in Chicago about Matt Nagy's play calling. The wristband, are the plays coming in on time? Look, man, you're the quarterback of the football team. You're going to be playing a really talented team. We need this win just as bad as the Titans do, and there's no way we're winning this game unless Nick Foles plays a good football game. It seems obvious that's my X factor. I can't fault you one bit for going with it. Whenever I'm, I'm looking at this team, and I, and I got to pick one, the guy I need to step up is Kevin Byard. Kevin has seems like he's taken a little bit of a step back as we've gotten into the middle of this season. And for a secondary that is really struggling, I need somebody on that unit in the defensive backfield to really make some plays, make something happen to where maybe you can inspire some hope in that unit because the way they've been decimated the last couple of games has just been traumatizing as a Titans fan. And I need to see the guy that you gave so much money to who is one of your your main go-to guys that you can look to and you're like, you know what, this guy's going to show up week in and week out. I feel like he's been a step slow these last couple of weeks, so I need to see him get back in it. And that's, that's one of the questions where it's like the rest of the secondary has been playing so bad you don't normally think of it, but it's like maybe he can be that spark to get that unit motivated. And so with that, the final question I got for you guys, Nard, I know you're not big on predictions, but right now, who you got on Sunday? Man, I'm I'm horrible at predictions uh because i predicted they would win last week and they didn't so well you were good for the first five weeks well yeah the first five but i mean i jinxed myself you know what i'm going tennessee simply because this bears offensive line has been like i said before i mean they've been plagued with injuries i got tennessee win. this is going to be a close game but i got tennessee winning i, I say probably 21 17 i got tennessee 21 17 joey i'll throw it to you man uh, you guys are meeting me for the first time, and I'm having a great time, but I am an eternal optimist. I love wrapping my head around how do the Bears win every single week. How can they go 16-0? and But I have to be honest with you, this seems – I've been looking at this matchup since the preseason. It hasn't gotten any better to me. I have to be honest, I think the Titans win this game. I'm looking at a 27-20 to situation where if our offense can't get going, you guys are just going to control time of the possession. You're going to get up to a pretty big lead. Don't count on uh, don't count on us. You know, we're going to make it interesting. We will. You guys can be up 14-17, third quarter, fourth quarter. I don't care. Every single game this year we've been competitive. We've been able to come back into it and make a play, make it interesting, come bring it down to a possession situation, but I do think the Titans pull away 27 to 20. Bears fall to 5 and 4. Their schedule gets a lot easier after that, but but I, I, I don't know. I'm reverse jinxing myself. I'm with you, Denard. I think it's time that I start mm-hmm. getting in on the, you know, show yeah. me. Show me, Bears. You. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, Joey. I do expect this to be a close game. Denard, I thought your score was also right in the range that I was going to have it. Uh, I mean, the, the line right now is five and a half. I do not expect the Titans to cover. Uh, that is something they have not been good at at all this year, outside of the Buffalo game, really. 
well, I will say they they lucked up in the the Chicago or not the Chicago in the Houston game managed to get that one to go to overtime where they just that game uh, was crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, they, if it wasn't for overtime, they weren't weren't going to cover. But no. I'm going to go with the Titans right whenever I think Steven Goskowski's going to screw up. He somehow manages to just get my heart just a little bit back in on him, and so I'm going to take the Titans with a field goal win, 23 to 20, and it's going to be one of those that we're sweating out to the final moments again. But Joey, we really appreciate you joining us today and please tell the good people where they can find you at uh i host the believe in betting chicago podcast and the believe podcast network i also host believe in bears with former chicago bears offensive lineman cameron lee we do a pregame uh we do a pregame preview friday mornings we do a postgame right after the game go twice a week betting chicago is a little bit of everything i love talking to you guys on the network we do a bunch of different kinds of stuff also some gambling angles as well before i get out of here can i ask ask Sinard one question yeah I just got to ask you, the year is 1999. Uh-oh. You're, no, no, no. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. The year is 1999. How many days into training camp did you, like, look at Javon Kirst and you were like, this dude's a badass? Like, how long did that take? You know what I mean? Because when rookies it, flash you know like that, it's hard. It's hard to kind of tell that this guy is going to be a monster. I knew it when they first drafted him out of uh, when they first drafted him out of Florida. When I first saw him, I said, "Ooh, we gonna do good. We gonna be good." Because <laughs> two years prior to that, we were struggling. And when you play secondary, listen, man. Before we like we call we call it pre freak. So pre freak, this is what happened. You literally had to cover for an extended period of time, which means if you got a guy man to man. You better stay back there. You're going to cover five or six seconds, man, because we didn't have no heat. When Javon came in in 1999, literally quarterbacks were throwing the ball right to us. I mean, I mean, it was like, you know, wow. This is what happens when you get a dominant factor on your defense, like a Khalil Mack. You know, we're looking, when we look at Jadavion Clowney, that's what we want. We want some guy that's disruptive where when he's on the field, you have to count for him at all times. That was what Javon brought to that defense. He made us better. I mean, literally, we were in the top five in 1999, and then in 2000, we were the number one rated defense in the NFL, and that was because it had a lot to do with the freak. So, man, I loved it. When you have a kind of when the kind of presence that he brings, it's it's just he galvanizes a team. And man, I loved it. Man, he's he's one of the best. And the guy's just a freak, man. Six foot four. He was only like 260 pounds, but I mean, man, he was just cut up, chisel. And he probably ran about a 4-3-40. I kid you not. I've never seen nobody that big that could run that fast. But Javon, Javon was he was absolutely a freak. And I'll say this before I leave. Um, Nashville actually adopted the song. You know, what was the song? Uh, it's a freak. You know, the disco song. Remember that? Uh, freak Out. Freak Out. Okay, oh, I okay. Yeah. I was going to be yeah, like, is yeah, talking to James? That was or the what theme in Nashville. Man, that song... Every Sunday, every day on the radio station, in every Nash on every Nashville radio station, it was freak out, freak out, freak out. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. Man, I had I didn't listen to the radio because that's all Nashville and they just made it for free. When we got Khalil Mack, Return of the yeah. Mac was on the radio, uh, yeah. I swear to God, for like ten straight days. Uh, it was pretty great. Thank you for answering my question. I, I love it. Just the, he he just burst on the scene. It was awesome. I mean, 
Yeah. I'll ask you Frank Wycheck questions like another time. But like that, you know what <laughs> oh, I'm saying? absolutely. Like, I love Frankie, man. <laughs> Maryland Turns, baby. Old school tight end. Well, guys, thank you so much for having me on the pod. Truly, you guys have a wonderful pod. I'm really happy to be on it. And uh, we'll see what happens, you guys. Maybe we'll see each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Joey, it was a real pleasure, man. And we really did have a good time. And we really do appreciate you coming on the show. But we are up against it for today. But, hey, you have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.